Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K-Troll on this somber Tuesday. And it is somber because the football season is over. The recap of the football season is over. <laughs> There's not much left. But <laughs> In football terms. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's a lot to live for. A lot left. <laughs> the pool. The. the <laughs> I love where this is going. Kemper is currently has his hands over his face. Again, it is a very somber Tuesday. It has been a full listen, two and I didn't a half. Introduce, I didn't introduce you yet. All right. Oh, you're right. I can't talk yet. Back off. You're not here yet. I have to I have to link you in via expertise I'll, and technicalities, etc. And then do I I walk into the room too. My bad. Yeah. Oh, gotta, what are you doing it. here? What are the odds? Yeah. Enter stage stage right or something. So I, I am joined today on today's <laughs> today. podcast of Folding the Cheese. By the I forget his name Don Gus Doug, Johnson Gus Gus Johnson Don <laughs> Johnson D, was... Diggy V Are you serious Don Johnson <laughs> Gus Johnson They're practically the same This guy's a legend PT Pia Diaper Dandy Gus Johnson And he's a freshman He's a diaper dandy deluxe He's not just a diaper dandy He's a deluxe diaper dandy The runner Loose ball Ethan Gale Dick, fan. Dickie V, I appreciate that. That was quite the announcement, quite the intro for me. Dang. And now Gus Johnson, can you believe it? There's 16 minutes in the first half and we're tied at three. I guess, Gus, there's a lot of game life, but <laughs> yes, I appreciate is, the enthusiasm. That is rather animated for a first <laughs> commercial timeout. <laughs> yes. But that uh, that is what I did love about Gus. Well, not did. He's still with us. That's what I do love about Gus. He gets so hyped and so excited for any play. It's spectacular. So I feel like him and Dickie V are maybe kindred spirits. Are you on the Gus bus? Is that are you kind of the, in the caboose maybe or I am because you know what? I'm in Big Ten country and you know he does Fox. So I get I get Gus on a lot of broadcasts. So Gus Gus is my guy. I like yeah. Gus. Got to tell you, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, but um, really, I guess I haven't lived in Big Ten country in like you know twenty years or so. That's true. You're right. Where you lived, did that really count? Like you were in such a weird what? Excuse me, southern central Illinois. Well, I guess I I guess I wasn't sure how close Sorrento was to central Illinois. (laughs) We are south, south central there, Illinois. Exactly. South. I but was thinking still, south. It's Illinois. It's like. Yeah, but Illinois. Ugh. Have you been to Champaign? I'm sure you have been to Champaign. I have. It's nothing. Woof. <laughs> nothing to write home about. Woof. <laughs> um, but we have two Big Ten schools in Illinois. You do. Uh huh. But. Your neighbor. Northwest. Iowa, Indiana. 
Michigan, <laughs> Wisconsin, like we neighbor, like we're right in the middle of the Big Ten. I don't know why I understand, you even, like, even start to say Illinois. That. I understand the state of Illinois. I guess, again, I'm picturing Sorrento, and I'm picturing you in like the corner of the state saying, hey guys, we're still here. Hey. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Keep throwing that shade, why don't you? I am throwing shade. Again, mainly towards Sorrento, but you, you're guilty by association. You know what? I I used to, there's like a pecking order and Sorrento was kind of at the bottom of it, but I'll tell you what, if an outsider is going to attack Sorrento, <laughs> I will stand up for Sorrento. <laughs> I will be their biggest champion right now. I am I will defend the great people of Sorrento. I have several okay. very good friends from Sorrento. I will defend Sorrento even though their water sucked for like a, a year in there. I will defend them okay. from outsiders and your elite PhD laden <laughs> Brookline, Massachusetts, oh, Brooklyn, Boston College, Harvard, College. Uh, Boston University, the Terriers, Boston Terriers, the Terriers, Harvard. Yeah, uh, we got Institute lots of schools up here. Technology, technology, but, Massachusetts. But I'm from Saugatuck. Oh, that's Michigan. <laughs> Why did I say Michigan? City? Why would you say that? You're, you, I yeah. meant like Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard. Have we talked about the Hamptons? Did you ever see that um, Seth Meyers? You know, he's obviously he's originally from Boston. Did you see where he did the Boston the trailer, Boston movie or whatever it was called? (laughs) Yeah, it was fantastic. So good. There will be at least ten minutes of just naming random cities cities in Massachusetts. (laughs) How about we meet Dorchester? (laughs) What about Worcester? (laughs) How about Southie? Somerset, <laughs> just, Brookline. Yeah, just keep just keep naming cities over and over. <laughs> Somerset. Oh my god, I love uh, it. It was really good, but that honestly is true. People are just like, what city are you closest to? Because you can't just say Boston, because no one is really like in Boston. It's like, oh yeah, Worcester, Dorchester, Needham. I mean, Brook- Brookline's like pretty in Boston, though, right? Yeah, we're right. You know, so Brookline itself is pretty big. So where I lived, I was in as our boy Jonah again, who's still in witness protection. Would always say I was in South Brookline and he lived in <laughs> normal Brookline because oh. South Brookline is more like the suburbanish part where North Brookline is you're just outside of Austin. So it's more of the uh, urbanish feel. So he was gang activity. Brookline. In oh, yeah. Brookline. Yeah. No, Jonah doubt. was Jonah was playing all of them. So he was. Yeah, he could jump between gangs, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, the sweater vests and the um, <laughs> and, and the khakis. The, yeah, the khakis, the pleated khakis. That's what, yep. those are the two gangs that you were. Actually, probably in my childhood, I loved some me some corduroy pants, so mm-hmm. that was nice. Corduroy. Yeah, for sure. My gang sure. was not very big, but that's okay. That's all right. Pop collar gang was taking over some territory. It was. It was a good time. The croquis and boat, the boat shoes gang was coming. Whoa, in, nope, yeah. no boat you. shoes. Come on, and I did not have croquis. I come still, on, like, and you're I talking like about I... being close to Martha's Vineyard and <laughs> the harbor, the harbor, the Charles River. We've been to Cape Cod. We've been to Cape we Cod. We've been to Cape Cod. We tore up Cape Cod. I don't think we, we're allowed back. <laughs> we burned that place down, man. That place yeah. does not does not party well. I just tell you. <laughs> Not, a 20, not for 20-somethings. It's probably great for like a Gatsby party. Not like a 20-somethings. And I mean yeah. like 20-year-olds, not 1920s. Not for like 20-year-olds. <laughs> it was, it's a perfect 1920s party spot. It's a perfect spot. 1920s party spot. It's not good for 20-year-olds. How yeah. old were we when we were there? So it was for Joe's wedding. Probably, probably 26, like, 27. Yeah, that sounds about right. Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay. Dang, that was a long time ago. Wow, like sad Adam Morrison. Wow, yeah. R.I.P. Having fun, but uh, anyway, we wanted to come check in with our faithful listeners. Um, you know, after the Super Bowl did end, we did our, our recap 
uh, episode. It's been a little bit and we realized, you know what, we never said officially that we were going to take, you know, a, a short break just because, you know, the football season is on a little bit of a break right now, much like Ross and Rachel, they're on a break and it's okay. They're on a break. Uh, but we wanted to check in and kind of say, Hey, we're still here. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to leave you. Man, we took all kinds of flack from we did. a number, at least two listeners were <laughs> just least. like giving us all kinds of flack like, for disappearing like go? that. And I think, you know, there's, there's, it's like an Irish goodbye, you know, sort of like a, I don't know, there's, a, you leave a little bit to be desired. You know, you don't want to overstay your welcome, certainly. Unlike, so, un, okay. unlike the uh, Jewish goodbye, which I grew up with my entire life, is where <laughs> then you just never leave. Um, yeah. You're basically there. It's like, oh, well, it's already two days ago. So it's like yeah, we're it's still a here. perpetual goodbye. Just live with your family, right? There exactly. So, yes, we did more of the uh, make you want more and not just give you the, the shock value of us like, oh, my gosh, they're not coming back. It's more of like, hey, I wonder what is going on. And I can't wait to hear from them. That kind of thing. So yeah. here we are. Here we are. There's a couple things I want to cover today. Yeah. Number one, we never gave due coverage to the Puppy Bowl. And I just feel like very, <laughs> very quickly, we've got we've got to shout at the Puppy Bowl. You're right. I have one initial thought, but I really want to hear your thoughts as your first time watching with your kids. So yes, let me give my um, initial thought first because oh, okay. it's very quick. Sure. I could have called from 100 miles away that Mr. Tinkles would be laying down during the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> I could have called spectacular. that and he was the best. So that is what I will say. Uh, and I have, I actually have a lot of initial thoughts. So one, I'm extremely angry at the puppy bowl because they cost me uh, a $250 payday. They cost me a $250 let's, payday. Let's because... unpack that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we entered, my wife and I entered into this, you know, this pool and it was 18 different prop bets. And so, you know, you answer and whoever gets the most correct wins, obviously. And the very first question is, who will win the Puppy Bowl? And you know what? Kirsten and I looked at each other. We even asked the kids and we, we were ride or die team rough. We've yeah. done so good. I mean, Brady loved the orange bandanas. I loved yep. Ted D. Bear. I mean, wasn't Teddy Odell Bear Barkham? Was, Odell Barkham Ted was on that Teddy team. Teddy Bear was a full grown man dog yes. in there. And let me tell you, this is... You know, I've, I've watched the Puppy Bowl in years past, but let's be honest, five, ten minute, it's probably about the max. I watched the entire thing. And <laughs> <laughs> granted, my kids were glued to the television, so that that played a part in it. But at the same point, I was like, I got to start this, this um, you know, this prop bets off right. And so I was ride or die team rough. And in the it was a back and forth game, man. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Team Ruff started I mean, off hot. An I think they had like a 14-point lead. They were just team running toys into the end zone left and right. And then Team Fluff came back. You know, the only thing that was making them a little nervous during the game is they kept saying that Team Ruff, you know, has been has won two years in a row. I was like, ah, I don't like that. That's like jinxing a kicker saying he hasn't missed all season. And then it lines up for the game-winning kick, and then he misses. Sorry, Gary Anderson and Vikings fans. I apologize for that one season where you should have been in the Super and Bowl. Every, so Scott Norwood, every, every Buffalo game ever. <laughs> right, them too. And Ray, Ray Finkel, again, laces out. Einhorn and Finkel, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the game, I'm watching this. And all of a sudden, Team Ruff is starting to pull away. I'm like, this is great. Team Ruff, loving it. Teddy Bear was MVP, let me tell you. He had like four touchdowns. He might have even had a double touchdown where he ran yes. one toy to the end zone and then ran it all the way back to the other end zone. Like it was a double score. And they call count. it a they call it a half Matilda, but he, <laughs> he was he looked like LeBron James playing against my middle school team out there. I mean, yes. it was 
He was a monster of a dog. Yep. Among so, tiny dogs. The funny thing was then, so as a family, we had chosen Team Rough, but then Brady kind of branched off and he started he, like halfway through. He's like Team Fluff. I was like, oh, no. So Chink then the armor. was hilarious. Yeah. Both kids are now arguing with each other as the game is going on. <laughs> Whatever one team would score, then of course, the other one's upset. So that was great. That was great, baby. Uh, so this is a teddy yeah. bear. Let me tell you something. Teddy bear is a PT peer. He's a diaper dandy. Unbelievable. And so then I really wish they had Gus Johnson on the call because I I saw this coming from a mile away. I knew this was going to happen. Team Ruff was winning. They were up by, I want to say, five. Okay. And then, of course, they show the clock. Seven seconds left. Like, oh, dear God. This feels like a Leitner moment. This feels not great. And then you see, I think, what was his name? I don't remember. It wasn't Mr. Tinkles because he was in the corner. Mr. Tinkles got penalized. Yeah. I think it was like Butch or something. Anyway, he picks up a toy. Biff, the Maltese. Biff, it wasn't Biff, it was Biff. Maltese. I it think was it was Biff, Biff on the, the game winner. So he, picks, he picks up the toy. I'm like, oh, dear God, no. And I, start, I literally start counting out loud. I'm like, five, four. Come on. Stop him. Cherry, stop him. Cherry to fire, yeah, Cherries of Fire is going on. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 it looked was dun, slow motion. He's just and I see, I see Brady jumping up on the couch. And I'm like, no. Because no. then literally as time expires, they show touchdown. Team Fluff wins. The stadium the explodes. And yeah. So, oh, man, it was brutal. Literally at the butt. It was a walk off and um, not a great way to start off my prop bet. So, again, upset like the that, puppy bowl. It's like the Kenyon Drake play in Miami that year when Gronk <laughs> Dude, was back soon. on defense. When Gronk, yeah. first of all, why would you put Gronk on defense? It's not like he's fast. He's just a big yeah. dude. Like, well, he takes up half the field if he just lays down. So that's, just that's like, probably the point. <laughs> just just lay down out. and you cover 26 yards, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that worked out. Why the way, why can't the Patriots win in Miami in December? <laughs> anyway. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I started off our, our prop bets 0-1. Then come out. To fi- so, then we're watching the game and things are going our way. Like, oh, my gosh. We called that. We got that. Got that. We lose the damn $250 pot by one. Oh, so, where did you join this pool? Was this on Animal Planet or this was a neighborhood pool? No, this was one of Kirsten's friends. Uh, we've actually done it the past two years. Last year, we were god awful. Like, I think out of 18, I think we got three right. It was so mm-hmm. bad. And, you know, mm-hmm. they range from the coin toss to uh, whoever wins the coin toss. Are they going to win the game? Who will win MVP? You know, stuff like that. So it's mainly the Super Bowl. Um, although, Beth Spencer, if you're listening, I did have an issue with one of your questions because the question was over under five airplanes on the flyover okay and so i'm thinking about it and i'm thinking i think it's gonna be five you do like a v five is yeah, a great number a yeah you yeah. get the one and you know have you watched mighty ducks um so i was you gotta upset. go with a half on over unders you always gotta do you it go always gotta half. go half so i'm like whoa 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 like what if i want to go five am i gonna yeah. get penalized if i go five so i can't remember if that played into it but i was upset i was probably upset. did more importantly, uh, I thought this pool was about the Puppy Bowl, and I don't really care about the Super Bowl and the prop no, bets there. Is the Puppy a, Bowl so, was just the initial question, was the initial so prop. It, so, oh, so you did have a prop, one team one rough team singular Puppy prop. Bowl question. Yep. Perfect. Okay. And Perfect. Uh, they, they cost it for me. Boom. Well, At the buzzer. I could have told you, Biff, I, I called him a sleeper early on, and before, if you go back, roll the tape, go we back on our coverage. Yeah. I, I was talking up Biff, and uh, there you go. 
Damn it. I, I saw pretty good performances out of Odell Barkham and Rob Gronchowski. We were certainly rooting for them. Uh, the boys that were with us were, were pretty on board with those two. Yep. Uh, Mr. Tinkles stole the show for us. So we, just, I love yeah. how they threw a flag at him while he's just laying down. They just, just laying there. Like, hey, you got to get out and move. Hey, yeah, get up there. It's, I'm telling you, it's uh, my dog right now is doing the same exact thing. My first time watching the entirety of the game. It was it was a good one. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so that's the first thing I wanted to cover today was to to wrap up the puppy bowl. All right, and I feel like we've given it now sufficient coverage, and this is what it deserves, honestly. This yes, is an epic event. Right. There's a kitten halftime show. There were puppy cheerleaders. They didn't have the hamsters this year, which I I, I kind of missed. We used to have hamsters in a blimp and some that are on the announcer, <laughs> announcer's booth. I they didn't I have those. Blimp. But the kitten halftime show is always pretty epic as well. It's just confetti yes. pouring on cats for like, <laughs> an hour. It's just like hilarious. But it's just um, confetti. <laughs> so that's the puppy bowl. I, I would say it is a much higher budget production than it used to be. They had Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart on this year. Which was awesome, right? I mean, we're talking. I think the referee guy is the same guy who's been on it forever. Who's now like forty, and he was like a college <laughs> kid when it started. You this know, this is my life. Yeah, I I would take that job in a heartbeat. I would crush that job. Sure. Anyway, so Puppy Bowl is behind us. Sadly, we've moved on. But as we kind of hinted toward earlier in some of our episodes, we're going to pivot and uh, we're going to go into a March Madness direction here. Mm-hmm. And we are. We've we've started a pretty cool service that we're going to offer to some companies as well, but it's all going to be centered around having a great time during March Madness and using this as a platform to continue to perpetuate our content creation. Uh, we're going to create some neat videos for our clients. Uh, we're excited about it. We're excited about March Madness. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, who couldn't get excited about March Madness? It's just something about it, man. It's just the fact that there are so many teams, literally any, anything can happen. Like what I do appreciate about college basketball's tournament is just that on any given game, anything can happen. I mean, think about it. Up until two years ago, a 16 seed had never beaten a one. And then kablam, it happens. It's like, don't get me wrong. I love me some college football. I do. But you always see the same six teams rising to the top. You always see yep. like, and you don't see those as this is where the, the term comes from, the Cinderella stories. You don't see, yeah. you know, a UCLA. Granted, they're a big name school, but UCLA last year who was in the play-in game Going Early all the way it. to the final yeah. four, like Oregon State, who was like had like a almost they might have had a losing record, but they won their conference tournament, got in the into the NCAA tournament, and won went the first deep. two rounds. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's I do love that about it. I think for multiple reasons. One, you include more teams, you're likely to get more of this. You know, the college yeah. football playoff is four teams, right? And you only play twelve games anyway, and like whatever the schedules are controlled, you play a lot of cupcakes, whatever. The other thing is the recruitment is different. Like basketball, you can only play five players at once and you can have a team that has seven or eight superstars, but that's really about as many as you're going to get. And so there are so many great basketball players out there. They got to go somewhere. So they're going to other schools. And so every school can have, I mean, look at Steph Curry at Davidson. Like every school can have a, an absolute superstar. Steph Curry's at Davidson and they made a deep run. It's like a 10 elite eight, man. It's like a 10 seed. I mean, they, yeah, I remember they they went far, and you're just like, all it takes is one or two really great players to take your team to and, this level. And what's really cool is just like how it all also matters how well you're playing at the end of the season. I mean, how many times in the past five, six years has the University of Michigan, you know, they've been totally mediocre throughout the season, and then towards the end of conference time, you know, they start going on a roll, you know, they get maybe like a seven seed in their Big Ten tournament, 
they win the Big Ten tournament, and then how many times have they made a Final Four when they should not have? Yeah, um, they've been they've been a a dominant tournament team, tournament team, last several years. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're struggling this season. So it'll be interesting to see if they even make it. But if they do, I mean, it's like shoot, they gotta get same it. thing. <laughs> Syracuse, Syracuse every year. You put them in the tournament and they give people fits, and it yep. doesn't matter how good they are. It's a different scheme. I mean, so there's just so many great storylines there, including all the mid majors and nobody schools that that go on Cinderella, as you talked about. The twelve five upset. It's like a become like a classic thing now. Yep. Eleven over six. You know. Every now and then, you, you'll definitely get a 13 or a 14. One of those is going to win. Past year, years, so, man. So it's 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 a lot of fun, um, and it is impossible to predict, and I think that's also what makes it fun. And the other thing is, like, I think part of it is you have to submit your bracket before the thing even starts. And yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter what happens. You can be completely devastated, or you can stay alive, and, and there's no way to tell ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do some research. Um, spoiler alert. We're going to put out an episode before the tournament. We've Uh-oh. done a lot of research on, on team performance, seed performance, stuff like that. We're going to give you guys some tips, we'll give you guys some tips on how to crush your bracket this year, but um, as best as you can, because you just can't truly prepare for right. it. Right. At the end of the day, it's that's why they call it madness. 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 Uh, so, yeah. So, um, so, we obviously, this is fold in the cheese, but as Kemper mentioned, we have started something uh, where we are also, Kemp, you want to go for it? Who are we? The pool boys. The pool boys. So yeah, as Kent mentioned, we uh, we're going to facilitate companies' needs to run their bracket. So we're going to come in and you know facilitate it so everyone can get involved and do it. But we're also going to bring kind of that nth degree of fun and excitement and individuality and, and customization and, and really just kind of bringing people together. Because let's honestly think about sports. Like what besides the the sheer entertainment value, it brings people together. You go to Super Bowl parties. You go, you know office pools just like this is it's bringing groups of people together that wouldn't necessarily be there in one room or in one setting, which is really fun. So we really want to kind of double down on that and bring that excitement, bring that fun, bring that camaraderie. So uh, that's why we started the pool boys to, to come in and, and really hope to, to up that engagement. Um, this is a fold in the cheese takes on March madness. Yes. It, I mean, it's that kind of a play entirely because we're going to be creating customized videos for our clients where it's basically the two of us just bantering like we do on the show, looking at the standings of their pool and talking shit and about making people. fun of people. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited to see what the reception is. I think people are gonna really love it. It's gonna get people more engaged in their office pools, more excited. We're giving more out championship rings. Tournaments. We got swag. We got trophies. We got bling. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be a good time. And for I mean. March Madness is just always a great time. That first weekend, but besides the Super Bowl, honestly, the opening weekend of March Madness might be up there, maybe like two or three for sporting events for me. I mean, I, am for I me, wrong? Truthfully, for me, it's the most exciting event for me. Okay. I'm, and I'm a football guy all you the way through. But the first two rounds of the tournament, especially the first two days when you have 16 oh. games each day, I mean, there's nothing better where I'm just like glued to the TV, nonstop action, tickers at the top, multiple games going, picture in a picture, whatever, you know, just like, I love it. Because what in the world would you ever watch Oral Roberts versus the Citadel? It's like, what? I will watch this game. This is going to be amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Gotta (laughs) see who's going to advance. Yeah, I I agree. I I just think it's, uh, it's just so exciting. You know, it's like. 
they say about the dirt, the Kentucky Derby being like most exciting two minutes in sports or whatever. It's like that, but for an entire day, for, for two days day. or, or for a weekend, weekend you know, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, just think this nonstop action and it's, it's mayhem. It's and absolute here, mayhem. I am going to get a little nostalgic here. That is, you know, because so, as you know, I worked in athletics for 15 years with college basketball. That was, that's probably the one of the biggest things I miss is being a part of that. You know, when you're in it, when you're on that team, when you're on that staff, there's just something about it. There's just something that is different. There's just, you just feel it. You just kind of feel the energy and it's, it's unparalleled. Uh, it's super fun and also very heartbreaking. Uh, well, when you were when you drained that three <laughs> to send us to overtime against West Virginia, I mean yeah. that was that was epic, man. That was I like, mean, e- oh wait, that was Teron Downey. Never mind. Oh, you know. I was on the bench though. <laughs> you, <laughs> I was, no, but I mean, I get that though. Like you had to yeah. feel that excitement has to be palpable. Like you have to legitimately and truth be told, like, I'm I'm kidding with you, but like everybody on the team, including the staff, operations, whatever, including the yeah. guys who don't play but are practicing against these guys, everybody has a part in that you know, success, everyone, everyone plays a part. And so they don't get there without everybody doing their job and doing their part and, and supporting the team and preparing the players, and all that kind of stuff. I guess we didn't finish our job against West Virginia. Damn it. I'm going to be salty about that my whole life. That's too soon. Ugh. Forever. That was our yeah. year, man. That, that was, was the year. year we were supposed to win it. That was the year. Ugh. The other anyway. year we ran into St. Joe's, which like a juggernaut that year. Yeah, but... You know, that was Chris's rook his freshman year. I mean, we were a four seed. We were we were good, but we weren't great yet. Uh, but that next year we were great. <laughs> we yep. were great. Yep. <laughs> but we digress. Wake Forest we digress. basketball. We love you. Uh, uh and spoiler, don't take Wake Forest in the tournament. They choke all the time. Hey. Um Yeah, I got nothing there. But yeah. maybe we'll turn things around. You never know. Hey, let's just, how about, can we just take baby steps? Can we just get to the tournament first? Let's, let's just get, get there. there. We're projected at, I think, a nine seed last I saw, which I'm like, great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fun. Are we going to take Gonzaga in the second round? Sweet. <laughs> hey, well, how about that? How about this past weekend, seven of the top ten teams lost? Or like the top all seven top teams six. lost? All top yeah. six lost. That was insane. One Again, through six, every one of them lost. As I need to repeat, Madness. Madness. <laughs> So anyway, we're super excited about the tournament. We're excited with the pool boys, what we're going to be offering. And, uh, you know, if you have any interest in that, give us a shout. Uh, we have an email address. It's we are the pool boys at gmail.com. Uh, whether you're a small business, big business, hell, if it's just your neighborhood and you want someone to come in and run your pool, let us know. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to do a lot of cool things with it. So let us know what you think. And we'd love to have you on board. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Kemp, uh, so we are going to be taking just like a short break. So I know we kind of took a, about a week and a half, two weeks off post Super Bowl just for us to be sad because you got to embrace the sadness and you got to, you know, cope with it your own way. So that was our way. We, t- we had to take a break. Um, but we are going to come back a little bit before the NCAA tournament. We'll be back to give you some insight, some deep dive of analytics and analysis. And um, so, yeah, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We might just be gone for a little bit, but we're just running some errands. We'll be back. It's cool. We'll be back. We got we got waylaid at the uh, the chip aisle. <laughs> we is. ran into the Too chip many aisle. Chips. Too, Too many, many chips. So uh, with all this being said, all the fun stuff, as always, keep on folding. Fold it.
No, burp, I, was burp, gonna, burp, burp. I was gonna burp and then I didn't. So. Almost turned into a verb. That would have been. Madness. <laughs>